Welcome to Women in the Arena podcast, the podcast celebrating women doing extraordinary things in plain sight. I'm your host, Audra Egan, and our mission is to elevate the value, strength, and resilience each woman brings to the world. Without further delay, let's go ahead and start the show. Welcome to Season 3 of Women in the Arena podcast. I'm your host, Audra Egan, and thank you so much for being part of this community that celebrates women doing extraordinary things in plain sight. We are celebrating yet another magnificent woman today, so let's go ahead and start the show. Welcome in, everyone, and thank you so much for joining me today. I am joined by just an amazing, remarkable woman. I am joined by Jillian McMichael, and she is the founder of Full Circle Global. She is a professional development coach, and she is a master coach, which is only 3% in the world. And we're going to ask her about the mechanics of being a master coach and why that's so rare in the world. So we're going to talk to her about that. She is a transformational coach. She's a professional coach and she happens to be her best client. I cannot wait for you to hear her story. So let's welcome in Jillian McMichael. Jillian, thank you so much for being here and welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. I am very excited for you to be here. And if anybody has detected a accent, Jillian, why don't you tell us where you are from and where you live now? Sure. So I am British. I was uh, born in Manchester, which is northwest of of England, Um, but I now live in Edinburgh in Scotland. So she is our first guest coming to us from across the pond. So we are very excited for you to be here. And you have just an amazing story. And I want to get into the details of that because I think that it's such a great example of triumph over circumstances. But I want to get more details on what it is to be a master coach and why there's only 3% in the world of this designation. Sure. So when I started coaching, coming up for nearly two decades ago, um, I became a member of the International Coach Federation, which is the global leading body for professional coaches. And I always set my goal and aspiration at that point to become a master coach. So fast forward uh, two decades, um, I've now coached over 10,000 clients and um, have become a master coach. And I've been a master coach now for a number of years. But to become a master coach, you need to be a coach educator. You need to be a coach mentor and supervisor. And you also need to have a minimum of 3,000 one-to-one coaching hours. So, but you have coached 10,000 clients. Is that across the globe? Yes. So globally, that's how I work. Yeah, globally. Yes, 10,000 across the globe. So you have influenced 10,000 lives across the globe. That is quite an achievement. It is. And it's funny when I say that out loud, I never really tell many people that, to be honest. But yeah, that is an achievement when I think about it. Yes. You've helped change the world one person at a time. And you've done it 
10,000 at a time. So bravo to you from one aspiring world changer to speaking to one live. That is a, a real treat. I had no idea about that when you and I first met. So I'm, I'm very impressed and quite in awe. So you are such a great example of living your profession. You are your best client. And you've done that because you've been forced to reinvent yourself a couple of different times. Tell us a little bit about that journey of the first time you had to reinvent yourself and put all of your training into play for yourself. That was quite a traumatic time. That was about 2009, 2010, so just over a decade ago. Um, I was going through a divorce at the time, and although there was nobody else involved, it was a very emotional and, and kind of messy divorce. It was quite complicated in terms of um, who was having what from the business and a range of other different things. And also on the back of that, we were going through the global recession and clients just stopped paying and our corporate work dropped off significantly. And so in 2000, early 2010, I kind of lost everything. So the business went, um, my home went, um, my car and all the kind of the, I suppose, the comfortable things that I'd got used to all had to go. And I was left with my son, who was six years old at the time, and which is amazing. I'm glad I was left with him. Um, but um, I was also left with the debt of, in the UK, £97,000, which was a huge amount of money to pay off. That is a huge amount. And for US dollars, that's probably around $90,000. That is that is a lot of money to have to look at and pay off. How, when, when you found yourself in that spot, how did you feel and what were you thinking? I mean, that is looking at your situation, standing back and looking at the whole thing. I personally would be incredibly overwhelmed and, and maybe want to go hide under the covers for a little while. Yeah, and that's most that's exactly how I felt. I was I was really overwhelmed and I was kind of thinking, oh my gosh, how on earth do I manage this? How do I one pay off the debt, but two, how do I get myself back on track? Because it really was genuinely like starting again, but this time with a with a hefty price tag on the back of that. Um so overwhelmed, upset, very emotional, and and it most probably well, I know I was most probably very angry at the time as well. Well, because I'm sure that you had feelings of resentment and I've built this thing and now I have to rebuild it. And I also have to rebuild it with with a debt coming with me. So I'm sure that there was all kinds of emotions going on. But I did mention that you are your best client. So how did you take this situation and start to tackle it? Because it it was a big situation to look at, but you definitely put a plan into action. But what were the steps that you took to to start moving forward? So after feeling sorry for myself, which lasted literally about 24 hours, <laughs> um, I needed genuinely to put a plan together, as you said. And, and that plan was really straightforward, which is around, first of all, thinking about who do I need to contact? Who do I need to talk to this, talk about this to? How do I let people know that this is the circumstance. So that was the first thing I did. And, you know, I had to go to clients and I suppose really be very open and honest 
and I was very vulnerable in many respects because I had to tell them what had happened. And um, these clients, these were corporate clients who had work in, you know, kind of planned and scheduled in the diary. So I really felt a real strong sense of responsibility and, and my integrity. I wanted my integrity to be, to be intact and so that they knew what was going on. And I just wasn't going to run away and, and hide from the circumstance and let them down. So you came to them vulnerable, open, and said, this is me, this is who I am. How did they respond to that? Because it, that was a, probably a very different projection than how you appeared to them prior to the you having to start over. Sure. I mean, my, my worst fear was that um, they would not trust me. They wouldn't want anything to do with me. They wouldn't give me the work that they'd signed up to do that for me to do. But actually, the opposite happened, which was amazing. Um, they listened. Uh, they asked questions. And some of those questions were quite tough because it was about trust and honesty and transparency. And and some of them didn't say that we're going to pay you in advance like they used to. They paid on payment plans instead. But actually, when I walked away from all of those meetings, I was just blown away. And I, I, I think it was because I just showed up as myself. I was... I trusted myself, I believed in myself. And I think the fact that I was really honest and vulnerable and explained everything that had happened, I think they saw a real person in front of them rather than somebody who was performing for them. And how did you feel about that? And and I asked this question because as I have gone through a transformation over the last year and stopped putting energy into a projection I have found that I'm much happier and people respond to me in a mo- in the most unexpected ways. How how do you feel about that situation not putting energy into a a projection of yourself and just showing up as yourself? Yeah, I I would agree with that and I think that's what happened to me. To begin with, I was really worried, you know, because I had so much, I had shame, I had humiliation, I was vulnerable, all of those kind of things. And actually, by just sharing that, I think it allowed people to connect with me in a different way. They saw me in a different way. They saw me as somebody as being authentic and real and honest. And, and actually, since then, the relationships that I have with them have been remarkable. And 10 years on, we're still doing business. They're recommending me to other people. And I think we've, there's just been this deeper understanding of, I suppose, the human connection that you can have when you truly show up as yourself. So I'm curious, is is that a practice that you have now translated to your clients? It is. And in fact, I, it's it's funny, I was just with a client today and and more and more clients are coming to wanting to show up fully, truly as themselves. And that sense of not just thinking about, well, what does it mean being true to myself, but really that kind of ability to express yourself in your truest of expression, in your true expression. And I think more and more people are wanting that. And I think over the last 10 years in particular, because I applied that principle to me, Clients have come on that basis wanting that type of coaching and that type of support. It's been amazing to see and help people do that. Well, I would imagine that this past year has definitely helped propel that because our 
lines of professional and personal have definitely blurred. I, I can't tell you how many phone calls I've been on that you hear people vacuuming in the background, you hear people cooking, you hear cute kids screaming, and nobody cares anymore. Nobody cares because we're all just doing the best we can and trying to show up as we are. And I think it's really interesting these last 12 months. I think we have more acceptance for one another and our circumstances and situations that we find ourselves in. Um, you know, I, when I'm working with my clients, we start off with talking about, you know, who am I? Who are you? And what do you want? And, and we sometimes lead that then into purpose and, and, and what are you grateful for? There's a lot of um, gratitude as well in the work that I do with my clients. And I think that sense of, really truly honing in on who you are and and accepting who you are plays a big part in being true and showing up fully as yourself. Well, not only do I believe that you will be more successful as you show up as yourself, I think you will be certainly more happy and more fulfilled with being your authentic self because putting your energy into a projection of who you think other people want you to be is just quite frankly exhausting. And you could take all that same energy and use it to propel you forward as showing up just as yourself. Absolutely. It's funny, though, because I think, and even I did this as well all them years ago, you think you have to be somebody or to fit in the mold. And therefore, you know, you attach labels to yourself. You know, so I'm the mom, I'm the wife, I'm the businesswoman, I'm the, I'm the colleague, I'm the friend. You know, and there's all these different labels that we, we all have. Um but actually, when you start to strip those labels away and you just show up as I'm me, then it's far better. And I honestly can agree with that comment around success. You're far more successful because you're not trying. You are just being you. And you did this exceptionally well. You rebuilt your business from the ground up, actually, from, from more than the ground up because you had to dig yourself out of a hole. So you rebuilt your your business and had an exceptionally, exceptionally uh, successful business for over the last 10 years. And then the pandemic hit. <laughs> yes. And what was your experience when the pandemic hit? Because we can't well, see people now. We can't see people in person. And that makes things a little inconvenient. It does. So a number of things happened. Um first was a as panic again was and and immediately your mind goes to oh my gosh are you going to go through the same situation as you did 10 years ago and you and, and I had a moment of fear and panic but you know after taking a few deep breaths and getting myself kind of out of that fear zone um quickly realized that actually we just needed to pivot we needed to pivot really quickly and I know that's the word that most people have been using over this time but actually it was true and so within 24 hours the whole business model shifted. So we went online. We were doing some things online anyway, but we completely went online. We've done all of our training courses, all of our coaching sessions, everything that I've been doing over the last kind of a year and a bit now since the pandemic has been virtually. And remarkably, again, people have just relished it and seem to have got on with it. And on the back of that, we've had some amazing experiences because we've had more people from around the world come on the courses I've trained and coached so many different people these last 12 months it's been it's it's been an interesting time 
because there has been some significant changes in terms of my my personnel and staff and everything. Um, but actually, the business in itself has remained reasonably steady and quite strong. So you made a quick shift to virtual, which everybody has responded to, but it's also caused you to slow down because you haven't been on planes at, at all. Nobody's no. been on planes. You're not seeing your clients in in person and they're not training with you in person. So it's caused you and as well as everybody else to slow down. Did it start to give you the opportunity to, to start looking and examining your life, your business and your position and what you wanted to do with it from this point on? Absolutely, it did. Um, where, where I live, we have a field, a farmer's field outside um, our, our flat where we live. And I spent many of those first COVID uh, months walking around the field questioning, okay, what's this about? What am I meant to be learning? Is this something I'm supposed to be doing that's differently? Because although the business had shifted gear and pivoted quite well, it had raised a lot of questions around, well, actually, what do I really want for myself? I'm 49 now, still young and still got a lot to do. But but it does question because I was traveling so much. And so out of those walks around the field and, and questions that I kept posing to myself came a real desire to to look at what I'm really passionate about. Now, coaching is obviously something I'm very passionate about, but I'm also a meditation and wellness teacher. I do yoga and Ayurveda as well. And I really wanted to incorporate um, some of those principles and concepts into the work that I was doing. So over this last 12 months, what's happened is there's been a a shift in direction of the business and um, still offering coaching and coach education and training. But we're really now looking at working with people in a more holistic way to help them slow down, to really reconnect to their true self um, but to do it in a way that honors them and allows them to live a more fulfilled and and valued life. So this this past year, it, while it has not necessarily been a, a reinvention for you, it has been a, an opportunity for evolution. And so you've taken your own enlightenment and examination of what you really want, and now you're helping other people discover what they really want. What have you found with your clients when you have been teaching them how to slow down in this extremely fast-paced world? Well, a number of things. One is about how to live and manage yourself in uncharted waters, so unfamiliar territory, which we've all been in. How then to slow down through breathing, through pranayama, and introducing the concepts of mindfulness practice has been really interesting, but also really helpful for lots of my clients. On the back of that, there's a real sense and a desire for people asking the same questions I did. Is there more to this? Am I meant to be doing something differently? And so there's a real quest for purpose and helping people find their purpose and really helping them to connect, not just with the true side of themselves, the real authentic side, but also what are their unique gifts and talents and how can they bring these out more in the world? And that's been a really interesting kind of space to work in because it really allows people to, so it takes from what we've been talking about, that whole sense of being true and authentic, it just takes it to a much deeper and much richer level. What is their response when you're trying to encourage them to give what they have been given 
to the world? So some of them are quite nervous and apprehensive and some of them have that whole kind of, well, why would anybody want to listen to me? The old kind of imposter syndrome and we do a bit of stripping back that label as well. Um, but when people arrive at that space, at that place where the only way I can describe it, it's like a golden thread. It's kind of that sense of alignment that comes when their mind is open, their heart is open and they have will and that the willingness is there. And when that happens, they they see these amazing things unfold in front of them. Clients start to come. People start to say, hey, you know, you'd be really good at this. And the next minute, their business has taken off. And, and what seems to happen is that when they've got over their fear and, and uncomfortableness to begin with, that they really start to live their life in flow. And things start to happen for them. And that's kind of, that feels really exciting for me. And I know it's exciting for them and it feels like they're on the cusp of something really amazing. This episode is sponsored by Belleville Capital Management. When you need a friend in the small business arena, reach out to Belleville for your planning, lending, and investment needs. A friendly consultant will help you find the solutions that you are looking for. Belleville Capital Management, a friend to small business. What surprises have you had along the way in walking in this space where you're kind of letting go of some of the control? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I think that's letting go is the key. And it's really hard to do. But what I've learned a lot through my meditation, actually, and, and, and the principles of yoga primarily, is that if you surrender and you genuinely just let go to be in the moment with whatever's happening, then you don't need to worry about the past or worry about the future. And most of us spend our time thinking about the past or thinking about the future. And so by bringing things into the present moment and being okay with the here and the now has been the biggest thing for me that has allowed me to step into this different space. And with all that, it's just even unlocked more of me. And and I suppose trusting that everything will be okay, because it will. Is there still a degree of fear in that? I, I would say that for myself, I would feel a little anxious being in that in that space. So for me, not anymore. I think this time last year, absolutely, yes, the fear was there. And that sense of nervous excitement that sits within the belly, and that sometimes rises up to the chest. Um, but now, by taking it step by step, because I, I can see things are unfolding and great things are happening. I just feel that if I don't continue to trust, then I'm going to most, I could end up closing myself back off rather than opening myself up. And I think just allowing myself to go with that flow more has been, yeah, has been the best thing I, I can do. And, and actually, you know, the one thing, I've, the biggest thing I've learned is that fear is only in the mind. And if we give it kudos, if we give it attention, then it can take over. And so if you just allow that to go, uh, over time it will go. But if you just choose, it's a mindfulness, you know, kind of expression. Do I want to have fear or my thoughts to rule my life or do I want to rule my own life? And my option is always go for me being in charge of my life. And, and you have definitely demonstrated that. Like I said, you are your best client and no wonder you are a master coach because you are really good at what you do because you've 
a lot, you've taken that training, reinvented yourself, and then allowed yourself to evolve, which is, like I said, is a remarkable gift. What I'd love to do is have you help our audience take a first step into authenticity. So how can you help the audience that is just standing there on the starting line wanting to lean forward into their true purpose, but don't know how? How would you help them with that? So there is a little exercise that I have been doing with my clients over these last 12 months that is might help the people who are listening. And the question is, who am I? And to repeat that question 12 times. If you can, look in the mirror and ask yourself, because it's really important that you get the opportunity to see yourself as you're answering those questions. Now, the first time, the first two or three times that you'll ask that question, you'll say, I'm a mom, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, it could be a husband, I'm a bus- you know, a business owner. You will label yourself to begin with. But by stripping away and keep asking those 12 times, you will find that you'll get to the essence of who you are. And if you can do that, then that's the starting point. So what if it doesn't work the first time? Do you say, just go ahead and try it again? Keep trying. Two or three times. If it doesn't work, keep trying. You will get there, but you've got to, I suppose, trust yourself that you're speaking from a real authentic place. And the best way to think about this is ask yourself, where am I speaking from? Am I speaking from my head? Am I speaking from my heart? Am I speaking from my gut, from your belly? And if you're speaking from your belly, then you're speaking from your place of knowing, which is your true self. Very interesting. I had No one has ever explained it to me that way. Because heart would be emotions. Your head would be your intellect. Your gut is your, your intuition. That's what grounds you is what I'm hearing. And like I said, no one has ever explained it to me that way. And I think that that was really important to, to point that out. So if you find that you find your true voice and your true voice tells you what to do, what do you do next? (laughs) (laughs) One, you write it down as quickly as you can. Um, but you start to put a, a, a plan together. So by asking, who am I? You can then ask yourself, okay, so what do I want? What do I want for myself? And then the next question is, how can I serve? And how those can I serve, that, meaning other people? Yeah, how can I serve? So you might find that actually you don't want to leave your job. You might want to stay as you are, but you've lost your connection to what you were doing. So you can still find purpose in the work that you already have. And it's just a sense of reconnection. And you can do that by asking the same questions. Or if you're wanting to completely change your life or change your career or the way that you live your life, then how can I serve is a really good question to ask yourself because it allows you to think about, well, how can I share my gifts? How can I share my talents and my strengths? How can I use these and so that I can live a happy, vibrant life, but also I can share them with others? And then the other bit to add in, which I didn't mention, is around passions. What are you passionate about? What brings you joy? You know, if you could spend your time doing one or two things in your life, what would it be? And try to bring these, all this combination of those questions together. And then if you can, try to come up with your own purpose statement. 
So mine, if I, I'll show you mine, if that is helpful, um, is so, so my purpose is, so I believe that I'm, I, let me just get this right. <laughs> I mm. believe my purpose is to help you walk back home to your true self. Wow. Say that one more time. So my purpose is to help you walk back home to your true self. Wow. Some of us have lost our way home. Yes. Wow. Jillian, I have never heard that put that way before either. I am I have chills. That's a that's an amazing sentiment and boy what a visual I just got. I wonder if if others have been feeling that same sentiment of being lost and you help guide them home. What a remarkable and incredible gift that you give the world. And obviously you do it very well with 10,000 people. If we had interest in learning more or getting in contact with you, how would we do that? Sure. So you can contact me. Um, my website is www.fullcircleglobal.com or you can follow me or link in with me on Instagram at the master coach. The master coach. And and yeah. as we said in the beginning, you're global. So it doesn't matter that you sit in Scot mm-hmm. in Scotland. You could be in Texas. You exactly. could be in New York. You could be anywhere in the world. And Absolutely. you could you can show up and help them walk their way back home to their true selves. Yeah. Jillian, I I have learned so much in this time uh, between us today. I want to give you an opportunity to leave leave one last sentiment with the audience for them to think about and carry with them throughout the day. Be yourself and let yourself shine. Jillian, thank you for that reminder because we get, we get lost and we sometimes forget about who we really are. So I want to thank you for the reminder and I want to thank you for being here with me today, sharing your story, being an example of someone who has lost it all and had to rebuild and has constantly been in in a state of and willingness to evolve. So thank you for sharing that. And thank you again for being here. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. It's been lovely to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you all for joining me today. And we'll see you again next time. that's our show. I want to send a special thank you out to our guests for being so generous with their experiences and their stories, as well as our sponsors so they can allow us to continue to tell these stories. I also want to say a special, special thank you to all of you, this community that we have been building one person at a time so we can endeavor to change the world one interview at a time. I could not do any of this without your support. And for that, I am forever grateful. I look forward to doing this again. So we'll see you all next week.
That's our show. I am so grateful for each and every one of you and your unwavering support and your continued belief in this movement that has become much bigger than me, much bigger than just a podcast. It has become this forward momentum that we are all doing together. If you are ready or you know somebody that is, that is ready to tell your story and share your value with the world, please connect with me. You can reach me at audra at womeninthearena.net. I am so honored and thankful that you will share your story with me and I'll make sure that it is well taken care of. I will never stop thanking each and every one of you and I cannot wait to talk to you again next week as we share another woman's story and we celebrate her doing extraordinary things in plain sight. We'll see you next time. This is just the beginning.